baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, Sports Talk 977, The Edge, the Thursday edition. Ninth day of November 2017. Thank you for making us a little part of your morning. Excited you're here with us. You're welcome to chime in with smarmy comments. Uh, whether you agree with us or me and or Jamie, because Jamie and I don't always agree. We don't? Uh, no. Sometimes we do. I didn't think we agreed about where to We park. don't agree. Or we do agree. Anyway, you get uh, the idea. Agree, disagree. 888 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Next line, uh, we are brought to you by the man, the myth, the legend, who you always agree with. That is, if you love and care about your pets, that's simply the best guy you're going to get. Dr. David North, Monroe Animal Hospital, U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, I'm having a press conference on Wednesday, which was yesterday, and the reality television show film crew was in China filming every move Lamar makes, LeVar makes, and guess what happened? He gets a call from the State Department and like, uh, dude, you might not want to do that. I don't think that's a very good idea. Let's irritate the Chinese and see how long your son might be in prison. And so Lavar's like, uh, well, we're not going to have the press conference. So kudos to Lamar, Lavar for figuring it out. I uh, wonder what's going to happen with the kids. Uh, well, kudos for using his head and he said that all the time, but he did in this case, and as a result, uh, Hartley, uh, LiAngelo will probably just face. But I mean, I'm t- everybody get, got a few people upset the other day about saying that. Listen, the Chinese don't play, as you said. A pair of Louis Vuitton can cost you three to four years. I'm surprised. You know, um, they gave him just house arrest in the hotel. Now, it's uh, very hyper. If that were Jamie, mm-hmm. you, Barry, uh, we're we're in we're in Singhao somewhere down uh, in the gulags down in. Uh, we're, we're shoveling... Let's uh, just say your Chinese would probably be a lot better. How do you say, no, stop? How do you say, oh, poop, in, in Chinese? Because we, we would be in some bad uh, bad shape. Um, but anyway, you hope that works out. You hope there's a lesson learned. Yeah, but I hope it is a lesson. You know, you just can't go to these... You know, it, it's, a, it's a risky run. I mean, Feeling I, is bad. And I told you the story about, you know, my brother, when he served in the military, about a young kid that lost his hand. Cut off without anesthesia, nothing in a public square for stealing. I mean, folks, this is far from a perfect country. There's a lot of things wrong. Let me tell you what's good with the country. Get, on, get down on your knees and kiss the good earth because try getting arrested in another country well, and see how well you there. So this whole innocent until proven guilty thing doesn't work around the world? Does. Strangely or not, Terry, it does not. And uh, hmm. you don't have near the freedom to say, hey, I feel disrespected or I feel like you're not giving me what I want or, or everybody's, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm disenfranchised. I'm dis-. They don't give a rip over there. In fact, they'll shoot, they'll line you up and shoot you if you don't care. So, um, not, I, I don't, listen, this is not Jamie Foxx making this up. This is, these are, these are the, the rules they play by. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, let's all go out and wave the flag and blah, blah, blah. But, folks, 
sometimes it takes something like this to get us to stand up and think. And I'm glad, Grant, frankly, that, you know, LeVar and LeAngelo, everybody, hopefully that will be okay. But you don't realize when you're in another country, it's probably why I don't travel, I'm scared to death. But, um, you know, the, if you run up in, in Mexico, if you, for example, here, here's the way it would work, those who make, you know, fun of uh, the way things are done here and how we're being so cruel to everybody. Uh, say you and the wife go to Mexico, work for Raytheon Oil or whatever. First thing they're going to do is the Mexican government's going to probably uh, abscond your passport. The Raytheon's going to have to pay you to buy your passport at every uh, place you go to inspect uh, terminals and things like that over there. That's the way it works. Your wife's not allowed to work or draw a salary for the time you're in Mexico. The way Americans get treated in Mexico is not any. The, the, the Mexican government has got an eye on you. If you work for a major corporation and you work in the Mexico, you pay taxes, you do everything. And uh, I'm just saying just look at the other side of the coin. I'm all for, uh, you know, people getting a better shot at life, and I understand that. But particularly when it comes to the legal system, um, you know, we are much more lenient and tolerant than other countries, even though it may not appear that way sometimes. Um, this this example right here had, um, you know, it, for LeVar Ball to call that, you know, call off that news conference, I give him credit. He's He is, you know, he was told don't do it. When the State Department steps in, you know it's a big deal. So, yes, LiAngelo and LeVar, this is a big deal when you steal in another country. And hopefully it'll have a happy ending, but he's not going to He's not gonna spend – He's right now he's in OT. He's not even able to fly home. Neither one of these three guys are able to fly home with the team. I tell you, Jonesboro, they definitely never watched the episode of Locked Up Abroad. I have. <laughs> it's different. Sean says, hey, if Terry and Jamie agree on things, they'd be just crotchety old guys that hang out all day in the barbershop that people are scared of. I'm assuming he means people are scared of the barber. Hey, look, there's one place you're rarely going to find me, Jamie Fox, in a barbershop. That's the barbershop. I have, to, I have to tell you my experience because you can't relate. There's a drug deal going on if I'm in the barbershop. <laughs> you, know, you got nothing to do one day, Terry. Just come on and come to my – I got a great guy that does my hair, and we can shoot the, shoot the fat while – you know, it's not one of these things, though, anymore where you used to go and, you know, get away with, you know, all kinds of stuff. They, they, uh, it's, it's, uh, chop suey and you're out of there, man. You, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, we, Terry, we can start a, a fund for you to get hair. I mean, this is, this is 2017, dude. We can, we can find a way. If you want, I mean, it, and it won't look like a chia pet. I mean, we'll get you. I would take a chia pet at this point. If you want a transplant, if you want some plugs in and everything, we can do it. But, uh, Actually, bald is a good look on you. I must admit, I couldn't. I actually can't visualize you with hair. I don't I know. That's a great hair, Jamie. Did you really? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, hey, you know what? I'd rather have height than hair. So, so be it. Life is uh, not fair. Good, is it? So, well, speaking of life is not fair, uh, you mentioned this this morning. Vontae uh, Davis of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Martellus Bennett of the Green Bay Packers, unemployed. Unemployed. Uh, Sad. Davis had a. You could call it maybe a bizarre six days between the Colts and himself. Uh, he's still on a $9 million base salary. The Colts are going to have to pay some part of that. But uh, a source confirmed at ESPN last night that Davis had been seeking second medical opinion, made the choice to undergo season-ending groin surgery. Uh, when he made well, the I choice that, yeah. after the second opinion, I'm assuming the team doctor gave a first choice. And, again, who does the team doctor report to, work for? The club. 
And so Davis got a second opinion, which is his choice. But uh, earlier Wednesday, Davis said he felt disrespected by how the Colts handled his uh, – they left him behind last week when they went to Houston. They're like, dude, don't even get on the plane. Uh, we, we got this. And so he felt disrespected. He was demoted. Uh, he was demoted. Because he couldn't play. And so Davis uh, had a different version of events. He said he hadn't played well this season because he's dealing with a groin injury. He suffered against Pittsburgh in, the, in a preseason game. And it caused him to miss, I think, the first three weeks of the season. Uh, I had a groin tear that I was dealing with. I got different opinions on it. One doctor said I should have surgery. Other doctor told me to let it heal. I took the let it heal approach. I came back probably too soon. And in the process, I probably hurt my teammates. Uh, uh, Pagano, the coach, I had said it's a non-injury situation. And so he was disrespected. And they cut him. And he said, look, it's a disagreement. This is Davis again. Uh, this is a disagreement because I feel like I was demoted because of my health instead of my ability. The agreement is I take full responsibility. I'm not myself. I'm not Vontae Davis. Obviously, I know what level I can play at. I've been working to try to get my life back with previous injuries. It's not working. The Colts didn't trade Davis. He has a two-time pro bowler prior to the trade deadline. And so uh, he is now unemployed and can go get groin surgery. But, folks, it's a business. For God, and the NFL has the best ownership opportunity out there. Uh, there's nothing guaranteed in the NFL. Well, Vontae Davis gets a little bit of he guarantee. He gets a little bit, but it ain't guaranteed the whole thing. It's not the $36 million deal he signed, but... Uh, he can't perform, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, and better than yet, if you can't perform, just go, hey, uh, Chuck Pagano, it, it, takes, it says he was... Folks, they can call me Louise Mandrelli. You give me 36 mil with 20 million guaranteed and 6 million... Uh, Six million fully guaranteed. I, you can call me whatever you want. Uh, you can disrespect me every day, uh, but I got. I'm going to come to work if I can. Now he can't play, so you know. Obviously, they have to put him on a you know injured reserve. There's nine different different ways to designate a player uh, when they're injured, but he can't. He can't perform. So why would he feel disrespected? He he can't play and. That's fine, but there's still a lot of money that the uh, Indianapolis Colts are on the hook for, so they have to find a way to to make it work. And but listen, when you're being paid that kind of money, you kind of—I'm sorry—you you know I can't you can't say a whole lot about the way you're being. And this is why people are having trouble understanding the NFL right now. These guys are getting paid money that most of us will never see in a lifetime. Ever. Ever. Unless we win the lottery. And what are the odds of that? Sean says, hey, the, the Colts were in crisis mode anyway. And th- th- this guy's trying to save his job because Jim Harbaugh is likely to be the next head coach. Uh, and you heard this here first. Okay. Uh, next year. They're not going to go anywhere this season. But, again, it's a business, folks. Well, what is the uh, – are the Packers in, in on crisis mode, too? Because they just cut Martellus Bennett, uh, who just signed a three-year, $21 million deal. Uh, who's missed the last two weeks, and they cut him for failure to disclose a physical condition. In his case, um, I think he, the shoulder injury, uh, and the only tangible benefit the Packers would get out of that is uh, they might not have to eat all his contract. Well, look, so I you mean, are required, because they'll come back and sue you later because of their injuries, you are required to disclose your injuries the, 
to the – it's a business, folks. And, and, you know, the Green Bay disrespect, no, this is part of the protocol. And if you don't – I mean, Green Bay technically could cut him with little or nothing of that – of the uh, 21 mil that uh, they signed him for. So, I mean, listen, you got to play by the rules of the organization whether you like them or not. I, you know, believe me, there's a lot of things you could disagree about. But if, uh, if Central League tells me, you know, hey, you've got to take a pay cut uh, – to stay on because you're 57 years old and you know you're you're not as sharp as the rest of the people in our organization i'm going well can i work another three or four years well yeah but you got to keep you know you got to do your job you're being demoted you're being like where do i sign long enough to stay on the payroll somehow you, um, mean, you gotta do what you have to do for yeah. your family all right if, if, if they adult, you know hey you're going to be in housekeeping fine i'll take it do i still get my benefit yeah okay yeah i'll sign it I mean, in this day and age, you just, I mean, a lot of people think you can dictate the terms of your employment, and I wish we could more, but like we've already brought up about the legal system with, with the balls, I mean, you, you don't always have that leverage. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. we come back, I'm going to tell you about a employee who punched what could aptly be described as a co-worker, only gets a two-week suspension. You're only going to hear this here. Is it Mike Evans? You're listening to Sports Talk. 97.7 The Edge, Terry Waller, Jamie Foxx, the segment brought to you by Pyworks, Pyworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Tell Jay and company you heard about it on The Edge and Sports Talk 97.7. Back in a minute. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. The Edge. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie, you've seen the movie Blazing Saddles, right? Uh, yes, I have. The Mel Brooks movie back. Probably the last movie I saw. Way back in the day. You had a date for it, maybe, you know? Outstanding. Uh, circa 1973-ish or so. Uh, at any rate, there was, a, uh, there was a section in the movie where a guy punched a horse and knocked his horse out, which uh, at the time was really funny, but as we're sensitive today, that would be an awful thing to do, and the PETA people are probably lining up, getting their letters ready to send to Gary uh, about me as I speak. However, I wanted to set it up because a jockey in Australia yes. uh, was riding his horse in a race. Dylan Caboosh is the guy's name. Mr. Caboosh. Caboosh. Not Caboosh. Caboosh. All right. I just like saying that. Um, was racing his horse and finished eighth. Uh but that's not what thoroughbred racing in South Australia was interested in. After the race in which Mr. Caboosh and his horse finished eighth, they had a video of Caboosh punching his horse. Sad. Uh, you know, Ray Rice punched his then-girlfriend. Uh, we've had other people punch each other. Uh, they get various and sundry uh, suspensions, sometimes not up. What do you think the timetable was? How long was Mr. Caboosh punished for punching his co-worker and or partner in, uh, in horse racing? Uh, give us a, uh, an update on that. He got a two-week suspension for punching, for punching a horse. Punching Mr. Ed? Yes. I think it should be much more severe than that. Punched a horse. You know, <laughs> the horse doesn't probably even really want to be there. Uh, he felt dis- The horse probably feels disrespected. I feel disrespected for the horse. Yeah, I do too. I think the guy three weeks, two weeks. You got to be kidding me. That's it. 
no fine, no, no anything. Just you can't. Let's let's, let's stay along the. I mean, if the horse has a say so in this, he goes. You know, I quit. So the horse is a person too. The horse is going to go. You know what? I quit. I'm yeah. done. Fire me. I don't care. I'm done. But tell you what. Why don't I ride you? Yeah. Let's see how you like that. Oh jeez. Uh, no more signs of the apocalypse. All right. So I, I saw this the other day. I thought it was really funny. And Pete, I, Pete will be on this quickly. And, and it's different ways. Uh, Tony Romo's doing a, a very good job as a broadcaster. Has received a lot of praise. Yeah, so he's pretty doing, good. He's doing the Cowboys game. And look, it's a tough job. Uh, I respect Aaron Dietrich more now than I've been doing radio. Because television, you know, radio, we can ramble a little bit because we got an hour to kill. And so we don't have to be specifically on task the entire time. Te- television, you got to be able to, you know, to nail a play within 10 seconds. And it's got to be concise, precise, accurate, funny, and all at the same time entertaining and very, very. Again, I use the word accurate for lack of a better term. So Romo is broadcasting the Chiefs Cowboys game the other day, and he talked about Marcus Peters not tackling. Mm-hmm. And Romo made a joke about Deion, you know, that Marcus Peters, he made no attempt to tackle the guy. And so Tony Romo made a joke about Deion Sanders, a well known lack of interest in tackling. Deion Sanders was not going to deliver big hits. Deion Sanders shut half the field down. Arguably, I don't even think it's arguably, the best cornerback in the history of football. He changed the game in the sense that he shut down half the field. He was a cover corner. Uh, he didn't have to hit you because you didn't catch the ball. He would shut half the field down. And so Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer, deservedly so. You can say, I don't like his flash, I don't like Actually, I did, but a lot of people that that was distasteful for whatever. Dude was an all-time Hall of Famer. So Dion said, "Look, Neon Dion, Neon Dion." So Tony Romo's joke was lighthearted. You know, hey, he covers like Dion Sanders. Well, Dion didn't particularly like that. He goes, "Look, man, Tony," and I'm going to paraphrase this just a little bit. Uh, why, why are you coming at me like that? He goes, I've tried to take the high road, but I don't know that address. So Dion is playing this out. He goes, Tony, you're two and four in the playoffs. How many how many world championships does Dion have? Two or three. Two, several. Several. Uh, Dude was uh, in the World Series with Atlanta Braves. This guy is an all-timer. Tony Romo is a very good quarterback. But, again, facts don't lie. He has a gold jacket that he didn't have to buy. Yeah, and he goes, hey, I got my gold jacket. I didn't have to buy it. Tony Romo's 2-4 and four in the playoffs. Bottom line, and I'm a Cowboys guy. Bottom line, Jamie Foxx. So, Dion's like, yeah, I'm like, why you got to go like that? I-, I thought we were in a better situation. Well, Michael Irvin has jumped on board now defending Tony Romo. I, I like both guys. Is what Dion Sanders said inaccurate? No, I think the- I got to say, Dion, in this case, uh, has a legitimate argument. And, you know, the facts are what they are, backed up by that, and the records show Deion. Now, did I think Deion Sanders, I mean, great punt returner, great in the return game, special teams. Yeah, I don't think he always came out and delivered the strongest hits, but you said, you know, obviously he was good enough to play for, you know, I think, I don't know, besides the Cowboys, I think he played for the Falcons. 49ers, the Falcons, Falcons and, and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys. So he was, he was you know, he's basically good enough to stay employed by three franchises, plus he played baseball, plus he returned kicks. Um, no, not the greatest tackle, but so what? I mean, he was, like you said, he was a shut, He was literally a shutdown corner. And people chose not to, you know, throw in his direction because regardless of the fact that he maybe, you didn't, you didn't catch the ball. 
that was it. But um, great athlete and better athlete than Tony Romo. Although Tony Romo was a great quarterback, he didn't have the success Dion did, and uh, particularly in the playoffs. So, no, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you on this one, Terry. I think uh, I think, and I know Tony. He he meant that in jest. I mean, he, and I'm you know obviously. I kind of like the way Dale was a little thin-skinned with it, maybe. Yeah, I kind of. But you know what, uh, Jamie? You throw it out there. You've got to be ready. If I and I told you during the break, I pick at you all the time about being an elf and being short. Are you right. really that short? Yeah, yeah, kind of. But yeah, well, I mean, so I, if you if you comment about my hair, I can't be offended about that. Yeah, but you say short nowadays. All I got to come back at you is Jose Altuve. This is true. I mean, as, as she said on Saturday night, he, he's not the bat's bigger than he is. Or the dude that punched the horse. Yeah, or the dude that punched the horse. Jose Altuve, MVP of the National League, exactly my height, five six. He may be taller than I but, am. But the point being, but, you've got to laugh at yourself a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, this is who I am. And, I, mean, I, are, I mean, you know, <laughs> with, I think Stern really popularized it. Why can't we make fun of uh, certain characteristics of individuals? Yeah. You know, now everybody's offended by it. Um, everybody's offended by everything. Uh, FS and Farmville, Rod Woodson said did, did everything Dion could do, plus he knocked you on your behonkus. Yeah, Rod Woodson. Uh, I'm still player. taking Dion. I, I like the – I thought Dion actually was one of the few – Dion was Muhammad Ali in a lot of ways because Dion talked the game and literally got inside opponents' heads. Well, in, I guess, is, can success somehow, Terry, be measured by the length of your career? Because I think both Woodson and Dion had, whether they played for one franchise or not, they were in the employment of the National Football League for a long period of time, both of them. So that proves that their skill sets were good enough to stay in the league as long as they did. So, I mean, well, people are getting mad these days. When somebody saw they disrespected me, what if it's the truth? I'll give you another example. We hit on this yesterday. I'm a huge John Wooden fan. I got yep. to hear him speak in person. Coach uh, Coach Dale Brown, I used to work at LSU basketball camps years ago. He would bring in different speakers. Uh, John Wooden came in for a couple days uh, on one of the camps. And uh, as a young coach sitting there listening to John Wooden, like being from me to you from him, and just being able to, to just soak in that knowledge, although I wish I had a do-over because I would have wrote a lot more stuff down. Uh, unprecedented coach most successful coach arguably in history if you 13 straight championship i mean this, this dude was a real deal bobby knight comes out and bobby knight is a very controversial figure in some ways bobby knight sort of tells you what he thinks he, and he doesn't give a damn if you like it or not uh, there's a lot of people like that lavar ball tells you what he thinks you can choose to like it you can choose to dislike it he really doesn't care i think trump and obama are the same way they tell you what they think. If you don't like it, tough. And so that does not appeal to a lot of people who want the kinder, gentler, until you disagree with them. Anyway, Bobby Knight's doing a, a deal with Joe Buck. And Bobby Knight said, look, i got a lot of respect for John Wooden as a coach and how he coached. He was a good coach. But uh, I don't mind saying I didn't respect Wooden because he allowed Sam Gilbert to do whatever it took to get recruits. Now, who is Sam Gilbert? Sam Gilbert was uh, Papa G. He was the UCLA sugar daddy. And this is back in the 60s and the, 70s. The Nelvin Shapiro of, of yes. UCLA. It was, it was well known. The guy was documented. I mean, they paid a lot of players to go there. 
And Bobby Knight, you can say a lot about Bobby Knight. The guy was unbelievably squeaky clean when it came, in a time when it wasn't. Uh, you get what you see. So people that go play for Bobby Knight don't act offended because you know what you're getting. And so Bobby Knight is taking a lot of great. Bobby Knight slams John Wooden, calls his character into question. No, he just said, look, John Wooden knew what was going on with, uh, with your boy, with Sam Gilbert, and looked the other way. I didn't respect his recruiting. And so Bobby Knight is being vilified for that. And much like Deion Sanders, what did he say that's wrong? What, what did he say that was inaccurate? I think it probably can be um, proven that Sam Gilbert was the, was the UCLA. Jamie, it was man. proven. We're going to take a break. i got a bunch of texts on this. We're going to take a break. You listen to Just a Sports Talk 97.7. We're a member of the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm glad to be. The Edge, this segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. And if you know a good uh, speech pathologist for me that would help me uh, overcome some of the Freudian slips, it's the first one I've had in about two weeks. You're, you're, you're okay. Yep. At any rate, Sports Talk 97.7, back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk, the 977, The Edge, the Thursday edition. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Terry Waldrop, John Tabor. Running the show a death. We do respect John Tabor. We do? I do. I do too, sort of. He's got more hair than you. This is true. And uh, Telly Savalas has more hair than me, Jamie. This is true, Terry. I, I mean, didn't tell you that. No, it's like I didn't know. All right. So, let's, speaking of uh, people losing hair, how about Brian Kelly? The guy goes from they're going to fire him like any day now. He goes from deathbed watch to, if he wins this weekend, likely a coveted spot already in the college football Final Four. He goes to Miami to face Hurricane Nation. How ironic would this be if Georgia somehow makes the playoffs and they play Mark Rick in Miami and Mark Rick beats Wow, them. I didn't even think about that scenario. <laughs> wow. That would, <laughs> would Bulldog fan like be like, really? Whoa. Whoa, I didn't even think about that. But that's a, that is a – if obviously Miami wins out, it's a possibility. If Miami wins out, they're in. They're not – look, there's not an undefeated team well, in a Power 5 conference they are going to leave out of the college football playoff it ain't happening, brother. It ain't happening, period. Well, I mean, you know, look, Wisconsin's going to make an argument. And, uh, you know, uh, Iowa, I need one thing for Iowa to do. You got If you can beat Wisconsin and Madison, which they're not going to do. One thing, Iowa, I've never asked anything out of you ever. I need you to beat Wisconsin this weekend. It ain't happening. Terry. Here's the we've got the 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 top twenty. I mean this this weekend, you know, I, it's hard to stay glued all day to the television. This this weekend, with the top twenty five at least, is, is it really a can't miss weekend? You really because this will be a, a big shakeout weekend, as you mentioned, Wisconsin and Iowa. I mean, for all those, uh, I, again, let me put a disclaimer out there: the thoughts of Terry Walker regarding the states of Iowa do not reflect mine. I just wish happy birthday to my good friend uh, Kathy Tucker. Bogart, who uh, is an Iowa State Cyclone fan, they play Oklahoma State at home. 
this week. Uh, they host them. Uh, go Cyclones. Hey, I've got a good um, friend of mine. His son is, a, is a, probably their top wide receiver, receiver in, yeah. in Iowa State. So, yeah. so somehow, uh, those of you who are listening, we are going to start a GoFundMe account to send Terry and his family to Iowa for, uh, for the winter uh, to spend a couple of days skiing somewhere. It's a very flat slope there in Iowa. Uh, those of you who poo-poo on Iowa, remember, it is the gateway to Nebraska. So um, that is a well, home like game. Dante's Seventh Circle Hell type deal? Kind of. Well, you know, I'm personally hoping for that. I'm still waiting for my Iowa or Iowa State uh, ticket. By the way, really classy move by the fans of Iowa. I'll give you that. You know, what they do every, uh, I think at the start of the second quarter uh, there in Kinnick Stadium, it, it butts up to the Children's Hospital. They all uh, wave to the kids. Really classy move. Got started there. Absolutely. I, so, I completely agree with it. Okay, so, so you want to run down this uh, uh, weekend? No, let's talk Miami-Notre Dame for a second. All right, convict versus Catholic. Uh, see, that's, I'm offended that you would Are say you, that. Well, we probably have offended those of you Catholics or convicts that we've offended. Please turn <laughs> off the radio. FS, FS has a good one. He goes, I found that what people call hating or throwing shade is really the truth that they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Probably so. I, I told you what fake news is. Anything I don't like. Anything I disagree with is fake. That's the way I look at it. Uh, so, Miami, the undefeated Canes, who last week sort of served notice. Yes, they did. That they're better than what people thought, although the voters are like still like, the committee still isn't buying them yet. Uh, I would tell you, if Notre Dame goes to Miami and gets the W, they're in. Yeah, I think so. I'm picking Miami to win that game. I think Mark Rick is going to have them geeked up. I think Notre Dame has uh, exceeded their expectations. I think the pressure on this, I think the old Catholics versus convicts, show me some Miami magic. Show me some you. Show me some you. Show me some cane magic. And they send the leprechaun back to South Bend. With a second. Uh, considering coming back to the, uh, oh, I don't know, Gator Bowl or something. Well, Terry, I mean, you have to. If, if Notre Dame does give it done, they've got a very strong argument uh, because these last three games for them are at Miami, Navy, and at Stanford. And with the only loss being a one-point loss at home to Georgia, who's now ranked number one, and if you look at their schedule, pretty heavy, uh, although nobody expected uh, North Carolina to be this bad this year. But they their letter uh, schedule is littered with the teams that have at least visited the top 25 for a week or so. And uh, I think you're right. I'm, I'm pulling for the Hurricanes. Obviously, they're up to number seven, I believe, seven, eight, depending on what poll you want to go yeah, They're going to jump if they win. And uh, Notre Dame is easily a number three. Yeah, easily. You could have Wisconsin and Notre Dame in the final in the final four. That'd be unbelievable. No, it very easily could. Matter of fact, if I were betting, which I don't really do, although I did take Bama Jim and LSU in 60, mm-hmm. which I won and I've not heard from Bama Jim, so I'll be expecting my steak dinner at some point. Uh, Jim, uh, unless you want to double down and give me Auburn like in a hundred ten, yeah, that's a t- that's a that one's in hey, Auburn. How about so. this one, Jamie? Okay. How about Auburn could be could could usher in the apocalypse in college football if they take down Georgia this weekend and then take down Alabama and then beat the uh, Georgia again. And then we may never hear from Nick from Nick Brown again. Well, Gus Malzahn. Is uh, I, I don't know for some reason they want to get rid of him in Auburn. Nick, Nick Brown could die happy at that point. Yeah, and, you know that's that's the way Auburn. I mean, if Bobby Louder were still around, that they would win out and they still fire Gus Malzahn. But uh, 
they can make a statement, no question, if they can beat Georgia at home uh, this week. Uh, it's going to be a tall task. But I like uh, you know a lot of things about uh, both of those teams. But um, is Georgia, Georgia is Georgia there are seven top twenty-five okay, matches? Let, let's play with Georgia and Auburn here for just a second. Okay, eight of them. Uh, Auburn at home, obviously at home is is a good deal for Auburn, but they've been less than stellar. I mean, even the even the wins they picked up here recently have been against very subpar teams, SEC teams. They beat nobody that's really good per se. Uh, LSU comes back and beats them. That sort of set their season on edge. Georgia has never really even been challenged, to be honest, other than the Notre Dame game. And so is Georgia so clearly the second-best team, or perhaps the best team in the SEC, um, with Alabama, and then there's everybody else? Well, Terry, I think, you know, you look at, you know, the Clemson loss uh, the second week of the season for Auburn, um, I mean, there was 11 sacks in that game, uh, 14. That was an eight-point ball game at Clemson. Um, they throttled, uh, I believe, uh, you know, most of the rest of the, the LSU hiccup. Uh, you know, they beat, uh, you know, Arkansas pretty handily. A&M, they beat handily. Um, Missouri is not as bad. Granted, Missouri is probably going to only go 500. They might do it. They're going to win this week. I think so. I think Missouri's going to win. I think Missouri may go six and six after starting out so poorly. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think I, I think there was way too much put into Jared Stidham, a quarterback for Auburn. I think they put all their eggs in that basket. It took him a while to find his feet. I think he. I think Auburn's certainly capable of knocking off both Georgia and possibly Alabama. But I think the thing that that hurts Auburn the most. I mean, they were upset about the Clemson loss, but they really got upset about losing a 20-point lead to LSU. Uh, depending on how LSU finishes, though, that may not be that bad of a loss, depending. And I, with LSU, it's, they need LSU to keep winning. Yeah, it's a week-to-week situation with LSU. I still think, you know, this is going to be a big acid test to see if they can respond after a loss. So I think Auburn's uh, probably – I don't know if I would put them in my top 10, but I'd have them in my top 12, maybe 15 for sure. Auburn? Auburn. You yeah. have them ahead of LSU? Uh, they are ahead of LSU. You would have them ahead of LSU. Yeah, I still would. Um, I would. Um, I think that, um, you know, you get into comparison of scores, you, it's a kind of a tricky thing, but, you know, I'm not sure, you know, this is, everybody's on the, on the Kirby Smart bandwagon right now. This is only his second year. And if you get things headed in the right direction. So he's still playing with Mark Rick's players. Hmm, interesting. I've heard that argument before. Oh, and you will. And you will. You can still make that argument. Plus, Miles could be there 95 years. He's still got Dick Davis player. Well, oh, they have kids that are playing. Well, you know, you look at Georgia's. I mean, outside of Notre Dame, I mean, and of course, Mississippi State's pretty good. Tennessee and Vanderbilt aren't very good. Missouri's not very, you know, it's fair. Florida's really bad this year. Uh, but yet LSU beat them seventeen sixteen, Jamie. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't really blow out South Carolina last week. Um, Appalachian State's not as good as they've been in the past, but they're a pretty good ball club. Notre Dame is what it is in Sanford. Uh, you know, that's one double A. So I don't you look at Georgia's record against the competition. Now granted when these schedules are made in advance, you don't know who's gonna be strong that year or who's gonna be weak in the SEC. But I'll say that Georgia this may be you know, this is this is going to be a good test for them. Outside of the Notre Dame game, game, help me out here, the Notre Dame game. They're playing the Irish. They're playing the Irish. The uh, Fighting Irish. 
they this may be the toughest team they've played. Are you offended by that? Is Fox an Irish name? Uh, we are as Irish as you can get. Irish. Uh, so you're offended by the not only fighting Irish Scotch vernacular. Uh, I'm not only just Irish. I'm Scotch Irish, which means Do you have pacifist Irish too. I know mean, we we no, got fighting just, Irish. It just means we can hold our liquor. Believe it or not, um, but it just means that I mean I, I think Georgia is a good good ball club. Number one, no, I wouldn't put. Until somebody knocks off Alabama, who is still undefeated. Look, they got the best win in the country right now. Yeah. Georgia has the most impressive win in the country. They went to Notre Dame, who's number three, and beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Alabama does not. Alabama's most impressive win, Florida State, and then LSU. That's their most impressive two wins. I'm not knocking Alabama. Do I think Alabama is better than Georgia? Yeah, I do. But based on current information, Georgia has the best win in the country. Does the nod to number one. We're going to go and take our last break. It was Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the show a death today. Segment brought to you by somebody who is almost undefeated, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever it is that you need. Bobby Manning is the utility man, the utility infielder of attorneys around here. Dude is Talented. Give him a call, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back. The Edge. Fox, Waldrop, Tabor. Sounds like a uh, an accounting firm, or maybe a. Well, in our case, it probably would be accounting. Yeah, be bail bondsman as opposed to a law firm. Uh, at any rate, you're welcome to chime in at triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, smarmy comments, welcome. Uh, a couple of them out there. Uh, talking about Deion Sanders, one uh, eight. Deion was mouthy, but he was great at cornerback. The fact is, he cut the field in half because they were not throwing to his side of the field. Absolutely correct. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, uh, Ty, with the Air Force deal. I will look that up and try to get back to you on it. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Dotson. Our boy Quint. Uh, ESPN has picked Louisiana Tech to go to the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. That would expand uh, the Louisiana Tech recruiting footprint thoughts. Not Michigan. Uh, sure. I mean, you recruit everywhere, but you know, your 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 area does it help? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I think he's probably better if you're within driving distance. Well, I think, cases, it's, I think or it's a big time bowl. Yeah, if there's a coach on that staff at Tech that has a yeah, you, re- you recruit Michigan, your, yeah. you might. Uh, me, when I was recruiting, it was in football, basketball, or similar. You recruit where your strengths are. Mine was the South and the Upper Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, do we have more Catholics or convicts that listen to us? I'm not going to answer that question on the grounds that may incriminate us. I would say uh, probably based upon some of the texts we get, it's an equal share. <laughs> uh, we, we respect and disrespect both equally. Yes. We try to offend everyone equally. Yes. Uh, Richie said it's hard. We're talking about uh, Notre Dame. It's hard for one-dimensional teams to go the distance. Notre Dame better develop more balance offensively if they want to beat Miami. I'm picking the Canes, Jamie Fox, Larry Monroe. Uh, please let this happen. Do not cheer for Auburn that much, but the War Eagles could set off an EMP in college football playoff world if they beat Georgia and Alabama, and Ohio State will send them a nice bouquet of flowers. Yes, yes they will. 
I mean, Auburn really, uh, they hold the, uh, the, the landscape because they're playing, you know, one and two. All the Buckeyes you could eat. Uh, Urban Meyer would be your new best friend. No pressure on Auburn, though, huh? But uh, that's going to be a tough – well, this game this week is going to be really bad. But I think Auburn's capable of, of winning one of those two. Uh, I think they get smoked in both of them. Do you? Uh, I think you had a better shot with Georgia. Uh, Alabama's the Iron Bowl. You never can tell. Kick. I mean, but think of the bizarre things that have happened. For for Auburn to have to win the the game recently, yeah, you know that Cam Newton brings them back from what twenty four nothing down, right? Um, Terry, do we have time to go over these? This, uh, I mean, these some of these matchups real quick. Well, let, let me let me get Steve's out there. If Auburn yeah. wins out, Steve, you got to get off the. Uh, we got to check Steve into rehab. But if Auburn wins out, even with two losses, and they win the SEC championship, they will surpass a one loss Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Miami, Washington. Or Oklahoma, and so will a one-loss Bama. But I don't think Auburn will. No, I don't either. That was like my friends at LSU going, you know, if we win, run the table and win out, well, yeah, two losses, you'd probably be the end. What I'm telling you guys they is still say, They still say that after three losses? After three losses. You know, now if, do this. if this happens and that happens, you know, hey, enjoy whatever bowl you're going to get to. And pigs fly. And pigs fly. Woo, there he goes. Uh, even Arnold Zippel of Green Acres fame could not uh, – to stand this, but anyway, Auburn has their literally their. How many teams can really say that at this weekend? We have our destiny in our hands. So if you're Malzahn, you're saying, you know what? As improbable as it may be, if we beat Georgia and we beat LSU and we beat Georgia again, how hard would it be to keep Auburn out of that picture? But here's the deal. Here's here's one thing that may make a difference. Boy, I'm channeling my inner Nick Brown here. But here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. The last three games for Auburn are at home. This week against Georgia, ULM goes in next week, and then uh, yeah, don't you know how rich would it be if they beat if they beat Georgia and ULM goes in there and beats them? Yeah, yeah. Well, ULM bless their hearts, they're like a four and five and trying to get bowl eligible. And their last three <laughs> both bowl eligible comes again. Oh, and guess what? Here's your last three games: um, Auburn, Auburn, Mississippi, Auburn, Arkansas State, and Florida State. Oh, hey, but in if you're Auburn. You've got Georgia, ULM, Alabama at home, all at home. So you got a shot. You got a shot, and they could. And then, of course, you'd have to. I think they probably still have to win out in the uh, SEC. Probably have to beat Georgia again, I guess. Yeah, it's, oh, Georgia's yeah. won that. I mean, who else? Is that? I mean, raise your hand if you're in the SEC East, your second place. They don't know who it is. They're putting those, those guys' faces on milk cart. Listen, if you're an Auburn fan and you win these, you know, obviously, uh, you know. ULM doesn't pose as big a hazard as the rest of them do, although it's the dreaded sandwich game. Um, then you've got um, a ham sandwich, maybe. But, uh, you know, you're right. Maybe they could come off this big win, and who knows? I mean, I think this is when it really gets interesting because there's so many, like you said, the Miami-Notre Dame game is huge. Uh, Georgia-Auburn, obviously. Uh, TCU-Oklahoma. Yeah, TCU-Oklahoma. Well, we'll I want to get into those tomorrow. Michigan State-Ohio State. You know, believe it or not, uh, that's a that's a thirteen and fourteen matchup, and the dreaded Iowa Hawkeyes play the number eight Wisconsin Badgers in Madison. Fear the foul, fear the foul, fear like the it. Hawkeyes. Not Catholics and convicts. Fear the foul, fear the foul. Yeah, and uh, so this week, um, you know the reason that shakeout weekend. I'm calling this. You know Iowa, and and Iowa with the exception of this year, but Iowa overall, and then Wisconsin. Could we call that the pillow fight of the week? No, no. Iowa and Wisconsin? Yes. 
No, you can't. No, but they've not collectively. They played one team, Ohio State. Collectively. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Iowa, never wrong. Iowa has. I was had a better schedule this year. Yeah. I will give them that. It's, it's it's a lot. I mean, they've got Penn State, Michigan State, which is pretty good. Uh, you know, Iowa State, which is good. All uh, you know, I think they've got wins over you know most of. The, I don't, I don't know if uh, obviously. Wisconsin, Purdue, and Nebraska, their last three. So, no, that's not – but nobody – when you schedule – I mean, who – I guess every year – and this is interesting to see if – let's switch briefly to Nebraska. Um, does um, does Mike Riley get get the hook after yes. the season? Okay. Yes. Um, I think it comes quickly. By the way, uh, less, uh, Lesticles alert, Les Miles is interested in the Oregon State Beavers job. Mm-hmm. I hope they, I hope they can hire you, Can you see Les out in the Pacific Northwest? Sure. I can't. I can't. Um, is, 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 is folksy and as accommodating as Les Miles is? Yes. Do the I have one, just one question to Oregon State faithful. Do you have the chest to hire Les Miles? You're Oregon State. It, could it be worse? Could you get... Jamie, could it be worse? Could you hire a worse... Is there somebody better that would go to Oregon State? No. Okay, Not right now. But I would say if uh, – isn't Les's contract stipulated that he's got to actively seek employment? So he may be in for the Navarro Junior College job next. We don't uh, know. Don't be knocking Navarro. They're not top, knocking they're top 10 in the country, brother. Okay. And they're also the only – the last college football team to beat Cam Newton. There's a trivia question for you. Navarro knocked off Blinn Junior College and Cam Newton. Yeah, well, I stumped all my Auburn friends with that question. Yeah, that was the last. That's the last college game Cam Newton lost. The Bulldogs, the mighty Bulldogs of Navarro, knocked him off. Pat Williams of NFL fame and Texas A&M fame and played Watchman uh-huh. played at Navarro. Yes, I told Pat in basketball he was on the football was team. Was he as well. big then? You know, he's lost like, somebody said he's lost like 100 and something pounds. Yeah, Pat was not as big. That's half, literally half the man he used to be. Pat was like 240 at Navarro or so, and then they beefed him up in the NFL. Yeah, he's and, literally uh, half the man he Yeah, was. I mean, you don't yeah. need that kind of bulk walking around going to Walmart. No. Obviously. And but, he, he doesn't. He's too good. So kudos to Pat for uh, eating all spelt and uh, ready to look like he could play basketball for you again, Terry. Isn't that, that uh, you could jump. Uh, it amazes you to see somebody that big getting up on top. Uh, anyway, a couple things on the uh, on our text line before we get out of here. One Auburn fan, this is FS, one Auburn fan said on a message board that theoretically Auburn could play Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson twice. If you think about it, they could play Georgia twice in the, cha- in the That's true. In uh, regular season and the SEC championship. Could they play Georgia a third time if Georgia made the Final Four? Theoretically. Alabama. Alabama twice, and Clemson twice. Wow. And then you go, hey, if Auburn, Steve says, if Auburn wins, how do you keep them out? They beat the number one, two, and one again. Win the SEC, lost to LSU and Clemson in close games. Well, I think the argument's there. And Auburn's sitting at 10. God, well, we had this conversation with Auburn several years ago yeah. in the kick six game. Yeah. And they get beat in the national championship, suspending the or stopping the SEC winning streak. Which I, I'm still bitter about, by the way. All right. Well, you uh, listen. Hey, I tell you, what, we're going to break all these games down tomorrow. We're going to get predictions. And actually, I'm heading south tomorrow, Jamie. As soon as our game is over, we got a playoff game uh, that I'm going to. My son is a senior. I get to go down Good. to Bill Platt, get a little Cajun food. Good luck to the OCS and, uh, down in Cajun. Uh, St. Frederick's heads down to uh, Unit. 
And so a lot is playing uh, St. Uh, Edmonds? Yeah, St. Edmonds. St. Edmonds is in Eunice. Uh, good luck. You, it's, it's a shame you're not there for uh, uh, for Mardi Gras. That's a, a drunken debauchery. People on horses chasing uh, chicken. You're assuming that uh, no. I would like that sort of thing. Uh, well, in your day, you would have. Uh, yeah, they uh, basically get wagons and pick up all the drunk people that fall 